Well, good morning to each one. Greetings in Jesus' name. It's good to see you again this morning after being gone a couple Sundays. It's good to be back home. And I, too, want to welcome the visitors that are with us. We have a visitor here this morning that's from Alaska. And I, it'd be interesting to know this church has been going on for 110 years, I believe. It'd be interesting to know if we have ever had a visitor from Alaska before. But we do this morning, so you all can meet her and she can tell you all about Alaska. For a message today, I, I invite you to Psalm 103. Psalm 103. As many of you know, I've been preaching through the Beatitudes, and I plan to continue that. However, I thought for today we would go a different direction. My title for our message today is Bless the Lord and Remember His Benefits. I want to begin by reading verse 1 through 5 of Psalms 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. What does it mean to bless the Lord, to bless his holy name? What comes to your mind? Well, to bless the Lord is an act of adoration, an act of deep love and respect. This adoration may be expressed by a look, it may be expressed by words, it may be expressed by actions. To bless is simply an outward expression of love and respect. And so David begins this psalm with, bless the Lord, O my soul. And then we have the phrase, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. All that is within me, what, what does that mean? What does that mean to you? What is within me that can bless his holy name? Could it be our hearts? Could it be our souls? Could it be our thoughts? All that is within me. I believe what the Bible is saying, to bless the Lord, this act of adoration to God, be it the expression on our face, be it words, be it singing, be it actions, must come from within me. And so, as we consider Psalm 103 today, the question for you and I, and I believe this is a personal question, am I blessing the Lord this morning, or am I blessing the Lord today and all that is within me is blessing his holy name. You see, there's a difference between the two expressions. One is just an act. The other 
is for real. Why? Because one is simply coming from the lips. The other is an expression of a heart of adoration towards God. I had to think of the people back in Isaiah's day who drew near with their mouths and honored God with their lips. What they had to say sounded so good. People were impressed, yet God said that they had removed their hearts far from me. You know, in our earthly relationships, we know when love is real. We know when love is coming from the heart. My dad used to say, even a dog knows if he's loved. You can't fake true love. You can't fake true adoration. And so if us poor mortal humans know when love is real, think how much more must God, the God of the universe, the God of heaven and earth, knows if that all is within us is blessing his holy name. And so I believe David starts this psalm right when he says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. The songwriter writes, O bless the Lord, my soul, let all within me join and aid my tongue to bless his name, whose favors are divine. And now going on to verse 2, Bless the Lord, O my soul. Again, that thought of everything within us and forget not all his benefits. Why is it important that we forget not all his benefits? And why would we forget God's benefits? Why, we would, why would we forget his blessings? I believe we forget God's benefits when our hearts have grown cold. When our hearts are cold, we become selfish. We become unthankful. Think about this. What if you woke up today with only the things that you thank God for yesterday? i read that again. What if you woke up today with only the things that you thank God for yesterday? Yes, our human nature is forgetful. However, spiritual forgetfulness is a symptom of an unthankful heart. And so the songwriter writes, O oh, bless the Lord my soul, nor let his mercies lie, forgotten in unthankfulness, and without praises die. In a speech made in 1863, Abraham Lincoln said, and I'll quote, we have been the recipients of the choicest bounties of earth. I'm sorry, let me start over. We have been the recipients of the choicest bounties of heaven. We have been preserved these many years in peace and prosperity. We have grown in numbers, wealth and power, as no other nation has ever grown. But we have forgotten God. We have forgotten the gracious hand which preserved us in peace and multiplied and, and enriched and strengthened us. And we have vainly imagined in the deceitfulness of our hearts that all these blessings were produced by some superior wisdom and virtue of our own. Intoxicated with unbroken success, 
we have become too self-sufficient to feel the necessity of redeeming and preserving grace, too proud to pray to the God that made us. So often we find ourselves right there, you know? So often we forget the gracious hand that blesses us every day with choice bounties. I have another news article here. Supposedly this is a true story. A man by the name of Waylon Prendergast, 37 of Tampa, Florida, committed a spur of the moment robbery while on his way home from a late night drinking session. A very drunk Mr. Prendergast forced his way into the house through, oh, sorry. A very drunk Mr. Pendergast forced his way into the house through an open upstairs window, filling a suitcase with cash and valuables before setting the living room on fire to cover his tracks. He then escaped through the back door and made his way home. Only as he turned the corner into his own street, however, and discovered three fire engines outside his house, did he realize that in his drunkenness, he had, in fact, burglared and ignited his own property. His comment was, I had no idea I had so many valuable possessions. What about you and I? Do we realize how much that we have? And not just material possessions, but in every way. We are blessed by God in so many ways. And hopefully we don't have to get drunk to figure that out. The book of James tells us, James 1.17, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Jesus said in one of his discussions, if you then, he was talking to the people, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Forget not all his benefits. You know, we like benefits. At least I like benefits. We like the benefits that come with a job, paid vacation, maybe a company vehicle. If you work at the bag shop, maybe you get a free lunch. Weekends off, the list goes on and on. We enjoy the benefits of living in America, religious freedom, freedom to travel. We enjoy personal uh, protection because of our uh, faithful law enforcement. We enjoy the benefits of being part of Southeastern Conference. I think of the uh, Brotherhood Aid Program. You know, for some of us that uh, maybe didn't grow up with a program like that, uh, we appreciate that benefit. We know how it is to flounder in our own medical bills and, and try to meet those. The Brotherhood Aid Program is a tremendous benefit. Our Christian schools, the list could go, could go on and on. The psalmist says, Blessed be the Lord who daily 
loadeth us with benefits, even the God of our salvation. And so now let's consider the serving the Lord benefits that we find here in Psalm 103. And so the very first one, bless the Lord for forgiveness. Verse 3, the first part of verse 3, who forgiveth all thine iniquities. Turn, if you would, to Ephesians 2, chapter 4. I'm sorry, Ephesians 2, verse 4 through 7. As we think and as we think about God forgiving us. Ephesians 2, 4, but God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherein he loved us. Even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, and hath raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. 1 John 1, 7 through 9, But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. In verse 12 of Psalm 103, as far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. Praise God for salvation through Jesus Christ. Praise God for forgiveness of sins. The second one, bless the Lord for healing. Verse 3, the last part of verse 3, who healeth all thy diseases. Have you been healed? I'm sure in some ways or another you have been healed. We know and believe that physical healing is from the Lord. You know, we don't even know how many times that God has healed our diseases. You know, I was thinking about that yesterday as I was looking at this verse. A group this size, how many times has God healed us this year? It could be hundreds, it could be thousands. In fact, our body fights off disease all the time and we're not even aware of it. And while physical healing is such a blessing, we will age and eventually die. Like the old saying goes, the young may die and the old will die. But you know, the day is coming when there will be no more sickness and death. Revelation 21.4, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain for the former things are passed away. Yes, we look forward to that time, but you know, we're not there yet. Currently, those of us who are alive and remain, we live in a broken world. This world is a mess. 
We live in bodies, human bodies that need healing and not just physical healing, but we need spiritual healing. And you know, Jesus came so that we may experience spiritual healing. I'd like to turn to Luke chapter four. I'd like to read 14 through 20 as we think about blessing the Lord who healeth all thy diseases. And I wanna look at that, this passage in light of, of uh, not so much physical, but spiritual. And so get the picture here, uh, this passage is becoming one of my favorite passages, but you see Jesus here, he's at his hometown in Nazareth. And he goes into the synagogue and we'll see, uh, read here what he does. Verse 14, and Jesus returned in the power of the spirit into Galilee and there went out a fame of him through all the region round about. And he taught in their synagogue being glorified of all. And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. As his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. And here we see the spiritual healing. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book and he gave it again to the minister and sat down and the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him spiritual healing. 1 Peter 2:24 says, "He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. For by his wounds you have been healed." This morning, praise God for physical and spiritual healing. The third verse of, O oh, bless the Lord, my soul. Tis he forgives thy sins. Tis he relieves thy pain. Tis he that heals thy sicknesses and makes thee young again. The third point that I have is bless the Lord for redemption. Verse four, the first part, who redeemeth thy life from destruction or who redeemeth thy life from the pit. I'm sure you've heard the expression, that's the pit. I don't hear that as much as I used to, but, uh, or someone would say just, well, life's the pit. But praise God, who redeemeth thy life from the pit. You know, we know about destruction. We know something about pit living it's all around us, and we may even experience it ourselves. But if you have been redeemed, if I have been redeemed from a life of destruction, then we have much to praise the Lord for this morning. 
And before we get too big of a head here, you know, there's something that I believe we should consider. You know, sometimes we don't choose pit living. It's handed to us. You think of all the children that are born and raised in a situation that is nothing more than a life of destruction. And think about it, that could have been me. That could have been you. And then sometimes people choose a life of destruction. Like the prodigal son, they walk away from a godly environment and soon find themselves living with pigs and wishing they could eat their food. The psalmist said in Psalms 40, 1 and 2 and 3, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me up also out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock, and established my goings. And he hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God, many shall see it, and fear, and shall trust in the Lord. You know, it's highly possible that all of us have experienced some kind of negative, destructive living. And if the Lord has redeemed you or delivered you somehow, then let's not forget to thank him and praise him who redeemeth thy life from destruction. 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19, For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb, without blemish and without spot. Isaac Watts writes, He crowns thy life with love, when ransomed from the grave, he that redeemed my soul from hell has sovereign power to save. Bless the Lord who redeemeth thy life from destruction. The fourth thing I have, fourth point, is bless the Lord for his glorification, provision, and strength. The last part of verse 4 and verse 5 who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercy, who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. Have you been crowned by God? Have you been crowned by God with his love and compassion? He satisfieth your mouth or your desire with good things. Hath God not crowned us with so many good things today. You think of all the material blessings that we enjoy, the house that we live in, and the fact that it has an air conditioner, the car that you drive, the clothes, the shoes, the things that you wear, the food that he gives you every day, the roast that's at home right now cooking in the crock pot, the casserole that's in the oven, these are good things. These are good things that God has blessed us with. But think of all the spiritual blessings that we are crowned with. Christian parents, 
Christian family, Christian friends, a church family. You know, the list just goes on and on. And many times, I believe we miss our blessing simply because we have the wrong attitude about things. This morning, starting with me, let's change that attitude and start blessing God and thanking him for his crowning in our lives. I was thinking this morning about that phrase, youth renewed like the eagles. Youth renewed, or youth being renewed like the eagles. And I had to think of all the ways and all the health products that man has come up with to renew youth. I don't know how many of you get the budget. We don't get the budget, but we, we get some secondhand copies occasionally. But the budget is full of ads, full of ads of health products that promise to renew youth. And you read the testimonies. You know, this fellow said for years I couldn't get out of bed in the morning. You know, I just had no energy. Now I take this product and I get up before my alarm goes off. But as you know, these products come, these products go. The health product that is the rage today, few will recognize the name of that product five years from now. And I can almost guarantee you by 10 years, it'll be forgotten. However, there is an age-old standby for renewing youth. This health product will be here and recognized till the end of time. The directions are simply, bless the Lord, all my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. If you do that and take a few vitamins, you will do well. Let's read the remainder of the chapter. I read the first six verses earlier. And as I read, I'd like for you to notice the many ways that God crowns his children. And the very first one that we see in verse 7 is physical protection. Psalm 103, I'll begin at 6 and read through the end of the chapter. The Lord executeth righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. He made known his ways unto Moses, his acts unto the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. He will not always chide, neither will he keep his anger forever. He hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. For he knows our frame, he remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are as grass, as a flower of the field, so he flourisheth. For the wind passeth over him, and it is gone, and the place thereof shall know it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting 
upon them that fear him, and his righteousness unto children's children, to such as keep his commandment, and to those that remember his commandments to do them. The Lord hath prepared his throne in the heaven, and his kingdom ruleth over all. Bless the Lord, ye his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Bless ye the Lord, all ye his hosts, ye ministers of his that do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. He crowns thy life with love when ransomed from the grave. He that redeemed my soul from hell has sovereign power to save. And verse 5, he fills the poor with good. He gives the sufferers rest. The Lord hath judgments for the proud and justice for the oppressed. There's so much in those verses. Maybe you would like to meditate on them at another time. But we are certainly crowned with loving kindness and tender mercies. Praise the Lord for that this morning. And now if you would turn to Psalm 116. I'd like to read 12 through 19. As we think of the benefits that we are so abundantly blessed with. Here in this psalm, Psalm 116, verse 12, the psalmist asks a question. And his question is, what shall I render unto the Lord? Or what should I give back unto the Lord for all his benefits toward me? And notice what he says in the following verses. I will take the cup of salvation. Or we could say, I will take the plan of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows unto the Lord, now in the presence of all his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. O Lord, truly I am thy servant. I am thy servant and the son of thy handmaid. Thou hast loosed my bounds. And I, I first wondered, why are those two verses in there? It's kind of like a different thought here. But I think he had a proper perspective of who he was. And now let's go on. Verse 17, I will offer to thee the sacrifices of thanksgiving and will call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows unto the Lord now in the presence of all his people. In the courts of the Lord's house, in the midst of thee, O Jerusalem, praise ye the Lord. And I ask you this morning... What are you going to give back to the Lord? What are you going to render to God for all his benefits towards you? This morning, I'm not going to answer that question for you. I believe I have my own work cut out. But what shall we render unto the Lord for all his benefits towards me? towards you. We see the psalmist, he had a plan. Well, in conclusion, today upon a bus, I saw a lovely maid with golden hair. I envied her 
She seemed so happy, and how I wish I were so fair. When suddenly she rose to leave, I saw her hobble down the aisle. She had one foot and had a crutch, but as she passed, a smile. Oh God, forgive me when I whine. I have two feet. The world is mine. And when I stopped to buy some sweets, the lad who served me had such charm. He seemed to radiate good cheer. His manner was so kind and warm. I said, it's nice to deal with you. Such courtesy I seldom find. He turned and said, oh, thank you, sir. And then I saw that he was blind. Oh, God, forgive me when I whine. I have two eyes. The world is mine. Then when walking down the street, I saw a child with eyes of blue. He stood and watched the others play. It seemed he knew not what to do. I stopped a moment and then I said, why don't you join the others, dear? He looked ahead without a word and then I knew he could not hear. Oh God, forgive me when I whine. I have two ears, the world is mine. With feet to take me where I go, with eyes to see the sunset glow, with ears to hear what I would know, I am blessed indeed. The world is mine. Oh God, forgive me when I whine. I believe we need to stop whining and praise the Lord, oh my soul. And all that is within me, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits. We'll call for a closing song.